Welcome, everybody. We've been talking about prayer. Go ahead, like the broadcast, share, subscribe. Hey, listen, when you do that, when you actually hit the little thumbs up, when you hit the uh, sharing and subscribing, that really does help. And even when you comment, every comment helps uh, to get the word out there. So go ahead and do that. And we praise God for you. And we're ready to jump in. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm not talking first because you've got the okay. questions. Okay. And now if you guys have questions, comment too. But uh, are we, we're really jumping in that quickly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Pastor <laughs> said okay. yesterday that today was the day. Like we're, we're getting your questions. Out. Jumping in. Okay. Ooh, here's my first question. Here's my first question regarding prayer. Um, <laughs> your sound. <laughs> I wasn't prepared to go this fast. Okay. So... What, when do you ask God for things versus thank God for things in prayer? Like, thank you, Lord, for a wonderful day, or Lord, I ask you for a wonderful day. It's really practical, but it's something yeah, I've been wondering. That's a really good question. And um, so what you would do is go to, let's look at uh, Philippians chapter 4. Let me show you something. All right, Philippians... Chapter 4, and I think it starts at verse uh, 4. Yeah, all right, so it says, <clears throat> we'll read 4, 5, and 6. So Philippians 4, please put that in the comments for us. Philippians 4, 5, and 6. Philippians 4, 4, 5, and 6. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. So one of the things that we always want to do is carry, in, even in, the, in prayer, we want to carry an attitude of rejoicing, okay? Uh, so rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. In other words, we put on joy on purpose. Mm -hmm. This is something, um, hold your place there. Go to Isaiah 12, and let me show you <laughs> something in prayer. Get to Isaiah, okay. There it is, I was already in it. Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 3, put that there. And uh, if you look at the King James, it says, with joy you draw from the wells of salvation. So when we're praying, ultimately what we're praying, if we're praying the will of God, is for the saving power of Jesus Christ to come into our lives. So when we were born again, it was a package deal. It wasn't just go to heaven, live for eternity. Inside of life eternal yeah. is healing, deliverance, restoration, prosperity, uh, protection. All of these things were in that same package. So a lot of times when we're praying, we're praying for to be blessed, yeah. to be prosperous, to be healed, to be protected. So what we're praying for ultimately is for salvation to manifest, which he has promised. So we'll stand on his word, we'll confess his word, we'll speak it with our mouth, believe it in our heart and not doubt. And so when it says that with joy we draw from the wells of salvation, in other words, salvation is there. Salvation is there. Somebody put that in the comments, please. Isaiah 12, 3. And uh, so salvation is there, but in our prayer, we pull that salvation into manifestation. So we'll actually manifest those pieces of salvation. Yeah. Now, with prayer, that's what we're doing. We're praying it out. As God's ambassador on the earth, we're speaking for him what he said he wanted to do in there. Yeah. So when we pray, notice that the first part of Philippians 4 is 
rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Now, why would we do that? Why would we have joy? Why would we uh, have joy that goes into our prayer? Because with joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. If you can imagine that joy is the bucket, you know, and joy, joy goes down, grabs a hold of that salvation, and pulls it up. So the first part of prayer is that we enter in with joy, mm -hmm. okay? Then you'll go into verse 5. It says, let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing. In other words, so we're going to enter into prayer with joy. We're going to enter in without anxiety. So if I go into prayer, you know, a few weeks ago we were talking about prayer and we said if you don't connect your heart with it, it's a wasted prayer. Yeah. If you go into prayer, oh God, oh Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's a wasted prayer. You're coming in anxious. You're coming in without being gentle. Uh, mm -hmm. you're, you're not recognized. He says, the Lord is near. Let your gentle spirit be known yeah. to all men. The Lord is near. In other words, one of the first things I'm going to do is put on joy. This is going to be okay. Yeah. This is going to be all right. It's Amen. going to work, right? And when I pray, you love me, it's going to work. And so I'll come into prayer with joy. I'll come in without anxiety. Right. I'll come in with a gentleness because I know the Lord's near because he'll never leave you nor forsake <laughs> yeah. you, right? He's, he's with us. And so when we pray, we want to come in in these ways. Then it says this, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God or to God. So what you see is three steps there you know, in, in verse six. Yeah. We've got listing them all, rejoice, be <laughs> gentle, don't be anxious, pray, supplication, thanksgiving. Now, the only issue is these words, prayer here and supplication, in English, there's, they say prayer and supplication, but in the original language, it, that's not what it means. Uh, prayer actually means, uh, in, in English it says the word prayer here, but what it actually means is come in with a heart of worship, mm -hmm. right? Lord, you're awesome. Your your name is holy. You see the same same exact pattern over in Matthew six, where you have the Lord's prayer, yeah. uh, where Jesus told us how to pray. Pray this way: Your our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Here's the here's that prayer. Then are the worship. Then you have the supplication. Supplications is a list. Yeah. It's the petitions. Okay, so it's, Lord, I'm asking you for this. I'm asking you for healing in my body. I'm asking you for wisdom. I'm asking you for, for these things that you will give it to me. Like what uh, he says over in James, let, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men mm -hmm. liberally and without uh, reproach. So we're making our <clears throat> requests. You know, we're saying, in the name of Jesus, body be well. That's a petition. Yeah. But then it's always followed with a thanksgiving. Now, this is a thanksgiving even before you see a manifestation yeah. of the prayer. So what you see is that the first thing we do is we enter into kind of the presence of God, right, with joy. And uh, we can even enter in with thanksgiving, but we worship him. Mm -hmm. Then we make our petitions. And then everything beyond that, if that prayer is done correctly, everything beyond that pretty much is thanking him for, for answering that prayer. Yeah. So in answer to your question, what you want to do is basically say, Lord, I ask you for a word. I ask you for, you know, 
Uh, a lot of times we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. What do we ask for? <clears throat> we want to ask for uh, the word. We want to. We don't necessarily want to ask for. Yeah, all right, Lord, give me uh, this brand new car. Right. Now, ask yeah. the Lord for the petition is. Lord, tell me which car to believe for. Right. If there's a car that I should be believing for, Lord, give me the word. When he gives me the word, everything's in that word. Yep. All the provision is wrapped up in that word. And so he gives me the word to believe for, and now I'll believe for it. And then as soon as I ask him ask Him for it and I pray it out, yeah. I'll thank him. So for the rest of the time, I'm not praying. I'm not going back again and saying, Lord, I'm asking you to give me the car. No, I should have already handled that in prayer by faith. If yeah. I've already handled it by faith, I don't have to go back and receive it. Now, if I prayed, but I figured out that I was in anxiety, I was not in faith, I hadn't connected my heart to it, yeah. then okay, go back and pray a prayer of faith. It's the mm. prayer of faith that yep. works. So if I find that I prayed, but I wasn't in faith, okay, go back and pray again because yeah. you didn't really pray the first time. You see what I mean? Yeah. But then once you pray, once you pray, then everything beyond that is just thanksgiving. Lord, thank you for bringing that car into manifestation. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the wisdom that I need. Thank you, Father. And uh, so that's you would basically pray out the item first in faith, and then everything beyond that should be just thanksgiving. So our prayers are, are more thanksgiving for that. Yeah. So, Amen. You Amen. actually brought up another thing in that, which is um, something that I've, uh, I know you've kind of explained to me at times, but is there's this question of, am I in faith if I ask some, for something more than once? Or right. can I ask for something more than once? And I know there have been times where you've asked me, like, have you prayed on this? Have yeah. you have you sought, have you asked the Lord for this or asked the Lord for forgiveness or anything? And I'll be like, yeah, I have, and I, but I haven't done it in faith. So you've had me do it again yeah. in yeah. faith. I mean, ultimately, if you haven't prayed in faith, you haven't prayed, right? Because uh, it's the prayer of faith that works, and that was what that was the pattern. That's how the Lord told us to pray. In other words, th these are the ingredients of prayer. And if you don't have faith in your prayer, you really haven't prayed. You've talked, but you haven't prayed. Yeah. You may have thought that you prayed, yeah. but you didn't. So when you find that out, you want to pray. Buddy said this, I've heard ministers say that you only ask God one time and give uh, thanks afterwards. They, say, they said to ask twice reveals a lack of faith. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's what I was just explaining is that you don't want to pray a thousand times for the same thing. You're showing that you didn't, if you have to pray a second time, you're showing that you didn't truly believe it the first time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's revealing, all right, let's pray again. That's another reason on the prayer chain. You know, it's like if I've got to keep four, okay, now I prayed about it. But now I want you to pray about yep. it. And now I want you to pray about it. What I'm actually saying is when I prayed, it it wasn't worth anything. Yeah. So now, you know, I need you to pray about it because my prayer wasn't in faith. Yeah. You see? Now, what you can ask is for people to agree with it, the prayer of agreement. Hey, would you agree with me? I've prayed and by faith we're, this is manifest now. Yeah. I have it. Agree with me that the manifestation is happening now. And so there's a prayer of agreement but not that second prayer. But a lot of a lot of times I've found that people have not seen 
that. And so they just think, well, I just need to pray about it some more. Yeah. I just need to, you know, pray about it some more. You know, you can pray in the Holy Ghost. That's always the perfect prayer is to pray in the Holy Ghost. And so if I have an issue that I don't have the manifestation of wisdom or anything yet and I think about it, I'll pray in the Holy Ghost. But a lot of that prayer is is yeah. giving thanks to the Lord. It's, it's I'm just thanking Him yeah. for what He's done. Well, and I think some of this goes hand in hand with I don't believe the body has really understood different types of prayer and there are different types of prayer there's yeah. the petition but then there's what we do here on the broadcast daily where we confess the yes. word of God over your life yes. so you can pray in faith and then thank the Lord but then also declare that into being so like yeah. we walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance like I can thank God thank you for giving me eyes to I can ask him let my eyes see it let it manifest in my life and then thank him for it but then that de declarative confession yeah. of I do walk this way like I will walk this yeah. way it's it's a form of prayer and yeah. a lot of people just assume it's well you're just speaking sentences no that's like proclaiming God's yeah. word over yeah. your life yeah you're confessing what's ongoing yeah you know you're professing and confessing uh what's ongoing that's what he told Joshua he said uh, meditate on the word or the law, which is the word day and night. And what he actually was saying, that word there actually is murmur. So confess it. So when we do like the daily confessions, that's not, that's an ongoing, I'm confessing who I am. Yeah. I'm confessing who you are. I'm confessing what is happening in my life at yeah. all times. And that's not an asking him again in faith. That's a me standing up for who I am in Christ and declaring yeah. those things. So. Well, you've made a statement before going to the asking part. I think your example is how irritated you would be as a father if Abigail came to you and was like, yeah. Dad, can I have a glass of water? And you're like, yeah. yeah, go have a glass of water. And then five minutes later, Dad, can I please have a glass of water? Yeah. yeah. Yes, go get it. <laughs> go get it. <laughs> and like time number 10 is like, shut up. Go get your water. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Yeah. But we do that with God all we the time. We treat God like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he didn't hear us. But a lot of times, but go back to that example with Abigail. So, all right. And this is very important. This is why it's so important for us to understand our righteousness yeah. and how we've been made right in the eyes of God. So ultimately, if she came to me and she thought, that I was a harsh dad, yes. right? And uh, she was scared of me, okay? Mm -hmm. um, if she was scared, I'm talking about a phobia, fear, not an extreme reverence. Yeah. Not, extreme reverence is good, but a phobia is not. Remember, perfect love casts out all fear, right? Mm -hmm. In other words, I can approach my father. I don't play games with him. Right. You know, I, I don't play games with an almighty God and a completely, absolutely holy God. I'm not going to bring my mess into him. I'm right. not playing games with him. And so I have a reverence for him, but I'm not fearing him. The mm -hmm. Lord wants us, you know, even when we need help in Hebrews 4, it says, come boldly before the throne. So yeah. If Abigail looked at me in the wrong way with a fear, and then she was like, you know, she said, "Hey, uh, can I, Dad? Can I have a glass of water?" And 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 first of all, that would be called on the carpet right away. But mm -hmm. it, the issue is, if she really, and I'd say, and I'd say, "Yeah, you can have a glass of water," but it, 
if she doesn't have confidence in who she is mm -hmm. and her righteousness that Jesus has made her or yeah. her, her rights as my child, yep. then what's going to happen is even though she asked me and even though I said yes, she's going to walk away thinking, oh my goodness, I, you know, he said yes, but did he really mean it? Does he really want me to have the water? Did he really mean it? Because, and it's not who he is and it's not what he wants, it's her lack of confidence yeah. in a, being a child, mm -hmm. right? And so when we don't understand our righteousness, then we'll go and pray like that a lot. And the Lord will actually be sh you know, shouting from heaven, yes, 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 yes. And, 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 but we're biased because we don't know that we're righteous. And so we're going, oh, God, I just wish you'd answer me. And God's going, yes, yes. Yes, Michael, go, yes, yes, you know, and we're sitting there going, oh, Lord, I just wish you'd answer me. Oh, God, and we're not even hearing them mm -hmm. because our conscience is seared mm -hmm. towards a loving father so that we can't even hear that he, he's shouting, yes, I will, I will heal you. But because we don't understand our righteousness, yeah. we keep asking, we keep praying the same thing. It's not really praying. It's definitely not faith. So, yeah. Excuse me, had an eyelash. So. You see what I mean? Yes, so sir. we can pray, but we're not really praying in that way, and we're definitely not receiving. Yeah. And he loves us. He, he, he wants the best for us. He's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. Uh, but many people don't know that. And mm -hmm. so they go to pray, and God's sitting there like, you know, can you imagine? I, you know, I'm not God, but if it was me, if it was me, I'd be like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I've told you a thousand times. Yeah, so that's why I'm not God because I would have that response. So. I don't know if you'd be laughing either. <laughs> you'd probably laugh at multiple things, but not right then. It's like, Lord, will you please heal me? How many times does he have to tell us that right. he's our healer? You know, Lord, will you please just help me out in my finances? How many times does he have to say, yeah. beloved, above all things, I want you blessed. I want you above and not beneath, the head, not the tail, you know? Mm -hmm. How many times does he say, I'll give you the power to get wealth yeah. to establish my covenant? You know, how many times does yeah. he have to tell us that? And we're like, oh, would you please, please? Like he's some bad yeah. You know, father that needs to be picked up by the, you know, I don't know. Well, what, what you just brought up is what Brother Tracy, I've heard him say multiple times. Like, that's the key to accessing the supernatural is having yeah. a revelation of your righteousness. Yeah. And when he first mentioned that, I was like, I, I frankly don't even really know what it meant. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. heard it, but I was like... Cool. That's the key yeah. to the supernatural. I've got nothing. <laughs> cool. But then yeah. I've like I've I've purpose to grow, and I have so much more to grow in. I haven't yeah. arrived with it, but I found that to be very true. Like when I in understanding, starting to understand my identity and who He's made me, who He is, yeah. like what righteousness is. It truly is a master key in prayer. Like yeah. it's foundational in order to yeah. see things happen. Well, the word says that righteousness is the scepter of the kingdom. So it, it represents our authority yeah. that we have in the kingdom of God. So yeah. I heard you say uh, something about our conscience being seared toward a loving father. Mm -hmm. I've, I understand conscience being seared toward sin. Um, what exactly do you mean conscience being seared toward a loving father when you said that? Uh, well, the verse, let's find the verse. I'll have to look it up I with our conscience. Timothy, but I'll find it. Yeah, I think you 
the right. See if you can find it, I'll start turning. <laughs> so, Timothy was coming to me. Yeah, 4-2. Four 4-2. Two. Four two. Thank you. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> okay, so it says 1 Timothy 4, verse 1 and 2, but the Spirit explicitly says that in later times some will fall away from the faith, and watch this, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. In other words, they'll have two things in front of them, spirits that are not of God and God. Mm -hmm. We know that God will be talking to them. He's talking about Christians, okay? So he says they'll have two. But instead of listening to God, they'll listen to a deceiving spirit, yeah. okay? Um, they'll have... You know, like you can have anxiety, you can have sickness, you can have all kinds of things that will try and come up. What does the Word tell us to do with that? Resist it. You mm -hmm. don't put up with it, mm -hmm. you resist it. You don't, you don't put up with a lack of rest, a yeah. lack of faith. You resist those things. If we don't do that, we're paying attention more to a deceiving spirit that it's normal and it should be in my life and this is supposed to be going on instead of have the peace of God and don't have anxiety yeah. that we just read. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. That's his command. So that's his command. Which one are we going to listen to? Oh, I just have to worry about it. Or no, I have to be at peace on it. Mm -hmm. I have to resist the anxiety and cast my cares on him because he cares for me. So in other words, I have to resist. This is First uh, Peter 5 and then James 4. You see both places where it says submit to God and resist the devil. Yeah. Okay. So we have to resist. So what you're seeing is that he says in later times, you're going to have people that are going to listen to the wrong spirit talking, okay? Mm -hmm. And they'll fall away from the faith. How will they fall away from the faith? Paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. There are a lot of deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons out there. Yeah. Lots. People don't recognize them. Here, here's the thing. Most, most doctrines of demons, people today are calling normal. Mm -hmm. they, they consider them normal. They, you know, for example, let me give you one. Well, it's just normal for a parent to worry about their children. That's a doctrine of devil. Yeah. No, that is anti-Bible, anti-Christ. That is not God. That's a doctrine of a devil. And so because of that, many moms and dads have drawn worry onto themselves and literally by worrying in that way opened the door to the manifestation yeah. of devils yeah. you know, and stealing, killing, and destroying. So uh, it's a doctrine of a demon. All right, now, uh, verse 2, by means of their hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron. Okay, so what he shows you is that when you start listening to the wrong voice, right, and you keep doing it, you will sear your conscience. Well, what happens when you, if you seared your hand on a hot plate, mm -hmm. then when you went to, uh, what would happen is that would kill the nerve endings. And so when I go to touch something, I can't feel it anymore. Yeah. You see? So I'm, I'm dulled to it. Yeah. I'm dulled to that sense. I'm dulled to those things. So it says seared in their conscience. Well, we know that having a good conscience is a key to faith. The, the Word says that if my conscience is not clear, my faith won't work. Okay? So uh, 
one of the things that you see is if I've seared my conscience, now it's going to be hard for me to do two things. It's going to be hard for me to pray right, mm -hmm. and it's going to be hard for me to hear from the Lord because what I've done is I've seared my sensitivity to him. Yeah. So what you see is the more I pay attention to ungodly things, the more seared I get. And, and then, and vice versa, when I pay attention to godly things, the more my sensitivity to the Holy Ghost opens up, which is why we were talking about yesterday, praying in the Holy Ghost so much yeah. is so very important because the more I pray in the Spirit, the more I have direct communication with the Spirit to my inner man, to my spirit, mm -hmm. the more I hear from him, the more I open up to his leading, Right. And the more I listen to ungodly things, the more I close up to his leading. Right. So what we were saying is when we don't understand that we're the righteousness of God in Christ, we can listen to how we're unworthy, how we're so bad, how we've been doing things so wrong, and how the devil's like, you're just not worth anything, and you're, you know, you're doing so bad, and, and all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden, your conscience is seared that God has made you right with right. him. And then you go to pray and it doesn't work because you don't believe that you're right with God by the blood of Jesus Christ. You don't believe in his righteousness. Right. But if you go to into Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, it says, you know, confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And then, then it goes on to say that when you believe in your heart, right, and you confess with your mouth, when you believe in your heart, you're made righteous. Mm -hmm. And when you believe, confess with your mouth, you have salvation. You're, you have attained that salvation. So what I need saving from comes through that confession. But what I need to back up that, uh, back up that confession is the righteousness of God. So notice, when you're saved, righteousness is what you're given. Right. Righteousness opens up grace. You're not given grace directly. You go into Romans 4 or Romans 5 at the end of it, it shows that grace comes through righteousness. Mm -hmm. So God gives you righteousness, that opens up the door to grace, and then grace saves us. Yeah. You mm -hmm. see, that supernatural grace saves us. We see that in Ephesians 2. But ultimately, righteousness is the scepter that opens up that door. So if our conscience is seared to righteousness, then we'll go to pray and it just won't work. And, and we'll pray and pray and pray, and it just will not work. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, Did that answer your question? Yes, sir. Good. In response to, um, you were talking about praying once and then and receiving it once. Um, I've, I've heard many ministers uh, pray for somebody, and they'll pray for healing or something like that. And then they'll ask them, okay, like, do you feel better? And the person will be like, meh, like, kind of. And then they'll be like, okay, let's pray again. Is that more so for, like, okay, that your faith now like is that is that kind of a oh well it didn't work so let's pray again or I, I don't it's probably not that more it's more just like okay now have have faith this time yeah, yeah. is that what that's happening well that's a good question ultimately so like Jesus did that you know he said he prayed for the guy and he said what do you see he said I see men as trees in other words he could now see in other words the anointing had begun to help him but he couldn't see clearly, so mm -hmm. it wasn't defined yet. So he prayed again until he could see clearly, right? 
so that's not really a second prayer on that. It's, it's the same prayer continuing until we get to manifestation. In other words, that's in the same moment. You know, uh, It's kind of a continuation of that same prayer. What's more important that I, that I you know, well, I'm not going to pray twice for you because I already prayed once, you know, or that person getting whole, you know. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is that person, a lot of times there's a deception. One of those doctrines of demons is that, well, I don't see it right away or I don't feel the fullness of healing. I must not have received it. Mm-hmm. So really what I'm doing, what I'm doing when I do that is I'm teaching in that moment just because you don't feel it or see it yeah. fully yet doesn't mean that you don't have it fully yet. Mm-hmm. In the spirit, you have it, and it is in the process of manifesting now. Let's believe for wholeness because a lot of times people will feel the power of God, but they won't actually receive their healing mm-hmm. or receive the answer. They'll, oh, God, that was so special, but they don't actually receive yep. the manifestation. Yep. So as a, you know, with the love and compassion of Christ, just like what he did for that man, I don't want to leave them with a half answer. Mm-hmm. I want to get them to the place where the fullness manifests inside yeah. of them and uh, not leave them at that place. So. Well, and, the, and what that reminds me of, and I've watched you do this a ton of different times, is when don't leave prayer with something unresolved. You know, like, and a lot of times I know, like, especially in our, in America anyway, we have a very microwave society where we go into prayer and it's like, okay, I'm going to pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And then you think, we think we're done. But oftentimes, like, the Lord can speak more things. Like, just the other week when we had all night prayer, like, I thought, honestly, like, and I haven't told you this, I thought we were done at a certain point. Like, I thought that we had reached our end. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I yeah release amen and you had us keep going and i realized no i was about to cut it off too quickly had it been my call i would have ended it but you had leading to keep going and in the staying and abiding with him there was more to receive yeah and so what i've what i've tried to purpose to do when i'm praying is if i don't feel a release in my spirit when i'm praying that we've reached the end of this then i'm not going to stop because if the gift of faith is there to begin a prayer and like the lord's like pray this right now like pray for a new vehicle okay lord why would i want to stop halfway and then need to Go back. Does that kind of make sense? Like how I'm thinking. I don't know if that's right. Well, but. we have to we have to understand that there's many. Um, we have to understand that there's many. Well, the word says it like this: There's many voices in the world. You have many voices in the world, but not many fathers. Well, uh, forget about the father part of it for a second. Just look at the fact that there's many voices, mm-hmm. and you have voices from other people. You have voices from your corrupted flesh. You have the voice of the Holy Ghost. You have yeah. the voice of spiritual, you know, uh, fathers and mothers. You have you have many voices. You have the voices of your peers, and in a moment like that, you have you know many things that are talking. You know, when I'm preaching on Sunday and I look out, uh, you know, across the congregation, there's many voices looking back at me. They're not saying anything, sure. but they're they're saying something. You sure. know, there's many voices, and they're either saying good things or they're saying. I don't know about you, you know, preacher, you know, or I'm ready to go. You know, that's a voice. And so we have to make sure that the only voice that we're paying attention to is the voice of the Holy Ghost. You know, that's the only voice. 
whether that if the voice of the Holy Ghost comes through uh, himself directly mm -hmm. to you or the voice of the Holy Ghost comes through a spiritual pastor, a leader, yeah. or a mentor. Uh, the voice can come through our parents, our mom and dad. Our voice can come through our siblings, you yeah. know. Um, I've had the voice of the Lord come through our kids, you know. So, um, you know, even Luke's name, that was Abigail spoke something. Yeah. And when she spoke it, I heard the Holy Ghost speaking through her. And that's why his name is Luke, mm -hmm. you know. Because when she said it, we were praying over a name. We didn't have anything that was sticking out. But when she said that, I sensed the Holy Spirit's voice on it. Both Nicole and I both knew instantly, one, it's going to be a boy. That was before we found out. And two, this is what his name's going to be. Yeah. And um, so it was very interesting because we, we heard the voice of the Lord on that as our daughter spoke. Yeah. And she was just... I don't think that she was like, oh, Lord, give me a word to give my parents. You know, I don't think she was doing that. Yeah. She was just talking, but she and she may or may not have realized she was being led. And she was about 10 at the time, you know, mm -hmm. and, but she's being led by the Holy Spirit. And I heard, you know, my father's voice in her. Yeah. So you just pay attention to the voice of the Holy Ghost. So. Mm hmm. Amen. So one thing I wanted to ask about is kind of when we started this Q&A prayer segment, some of our questions that I was asking were, were like, I, I think I know the answer, but I'd, I'd like to hear the foundation or prayer. Because yeah. sometimes you may think, I, I know the answer to that. And then you open it up and it's like, oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> like I just assumed. <laughs> or I kind of understood, but now I understand more. Yeah. One thing that I've been wanting to ask about is the laying on of hands in prayer. Okay. So um, it's it's through the Bible, but I wanted to ask you, like, if someone's like, why are we doing that at church right now? Like, why are we laying on, why are we laying hands? Yeah. Also, another thing in that vein is, I guess this is a secondary one at question. A time. You can only do one. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> like a secondary question is, I've heard many, many times a minister say. Um, I, I, I don't have to lay hands on you. I can just speak it. Yeah. And I wanted to ask the, how that works or when, when you can just speak, when to, when to lay hands, or even if you're in a service and it's like, well, I, I didn't get a chance to get hands laid on me, but you're in the anointing, you know, the relationship between being in the anointing and getting hands laid on you, you, you know. Sorry, that was like five different questions. <laughs> so sorry. So first, be thinking of the first question. So we have a prayer request on um, the line. Evangelist <laughs> Stephen Herbert, which reminds me, Stephen, you have to give me an answer. Uh, you told me you would give me an answer about uh, a trip, so I need that from you. Yes, I was going to call you, but I didn't want to wake you up early on your vacation. Uh, let's see here. He says he's praying for supernatural weight loss. Can you be in agreement with me for the manifestation of the miracle? Well, Fate, go ahead. I was just going to say, That's above that, he actually, like, he came to his elder and confessed the yeah. sin that he's had. So he's learning to resist the voice that always tells him to go to Taco Bell. At the same time, he's learning not to worry about his waistline. So you hear in there the double-mindedness of being double worried yeah. and wanting agreement. Well, and so. that goes along with, you know, I, it's hard for me to pray for you, Stephen, because faith without works is dead. So if you keep loading up on Taco Bell, your faith ain't there, and I'd be wasting mine. So there you go. So That's my favorite moment that's happening. <laughs> I'm going to screen grab that, and it's going to be for me. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Lord, well, the Lord told me, he said, uh, are you... 
Are you believing for 120 years, which we should be believing for, a full and satisfied life, mm -hmm. and up to a, up to 120 years? And uh, Genesis 6, 3, I think it is. And um, so then I said, yes. He said, well, if you got to 120 years eating and exercising the way that you want to, that you have been, uh, are you, would you want to be alive at 120? I was like, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> he said, no, you'd be in pain and you'd be hurting. You'd be wanting to go home because you haven't been exercising and eating well. And uh, he said, if you're believing me for a long, full, and satisfied life, he said, faith without works is dead. You ought to be living that way, exercising, eating right, getting your rest. And, yep. and I was like, mm. <laughs> felt that one. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Stephen wants you to know he's throwing away his lunch right now. So. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on what kind of lunch it is. I mean, if it's Taco Bell, I understand that. If it was, you know, your vegetable, vegetables and fruits, then... That would be bad. You don't have to fast. Not right now. I mean, you could fast, though. You could, though. Yeah. It'd be good. Mm -hmm. You might have more faith if you did. That's true. <laughs> Your fast won't move God, but it'll move you. No, I'm just kidding. Boom. <laughs> what a fun moment. We're I joking. love when Steven's We're there. joking. You got somebody that doesn't know us and doesn't know, <laughs> doesn't know him. That's the issue. Okay. All right. Question. <laughs> Um, why do we lay hands on people? <laughs> That's like the basis of my like four-part question. It, okay. Like, I know so it's all throughout the New Second Testament. Second Timothy but. chapter one, verse six. For this reason, Timothy, Timothy was a pastor. He says, for this reason, I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity or fear, but of power and of love and a sound and disciplined mind. So one of the things that you see is that while Timothy was going through life, you know, he was challenged with some things. And what, what Paul is telling him right here is, Look, you may have felt fear. You may have felt like, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm doing. You know, yeah. I'm so confused. I'm so, you know, beat this way and that way and all of this stuff. He said, God's not giving you a spirit of fear. God's not giving you a spirit of timidity. In other words, a spirit of fear, where does it come from? The devil. The His devil. Flesh. The Corrupted. devil. And what are we supposed to do with a spirit of fear? Submit to Yeah, submit to God, resist the devil. So, a lot of people just take, oh, God, oh, you know, and they'll take that on them. God's saying, no, you gotta, you got to back up and you got to resist this. you mm -hmm. got to stand up. God, in other words, what you're going through in the spirit of fear, that didn't come from me. That came from the devil. Resist it. Stop playing around with it. Put on power. Put on the grace of God and the power and love and a sound mind or a disciplined mind. Put on that and reject that spirit of fear. But he says to do that by uh, receiving and kindling, right? Uh, if you kindle a fire or you stoke a fire, you're warming it back up. You're, yeah. you're bringing it. It might have been coals, but you're, you're getting fresh breath in there so that it'll come back to a flame. Yeah. And when it comes back to a flame, it'll be hot. It'll burn away the stuff that you need it to burn away. So he's saying... Kindle the fire of God that's within you, that gift that came. How? How did it come? By the laying on of hands. Okay? So in James, you also see, let's go to James. 
Hey, Mr. Ben or Miss Helen. Either way, whichever one of you is watching. Hello. Hello. From Africa. James. Getting there and getting there. I'm enjoying seeing your highlights. Oh, yeah? Not in his hair, but in his Bible. <laughs> in his Bible. Yeah. James. <clears throat> James. It's hiding. There we go. James 5. <clears throat> Still a new Bible, so it's not very highlighted. It's not very lit. <laughs> All right. Um, James 5, verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? He must pray. Anyone cheerful? He sing praises. Anyone among you sick? He must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. If he's committed any sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Yeah. And um, when they anoint them with oil, they're, they're bringing them before, they're laying hands on them, they're anointing them with oil and healing the sick, right? Healing the sick. And so you see gifts imparted, you see uh, an impartation of the anointing, an impartation of healing, Oh, and that comes because the anointing itself is tangible. So what you see with Paul was that uh, Paul would be preaching, and while he was preaching, that anointing would be flowing. They would attach handkerchiefs to him, and then they'd take those handkerchiefs and send them, and many people would be healed simply by taking a hold of that handkerchief because the anointing that was on Paul transferring from God and through him was tangible, and it would pass from him into the handkerchief to the next person. Yeah. So the anointing, a lot of times we just we think of the anointing of God and the Spirit of God only as being in the spirit realm only with no transfer, no transfer into the physical realm. And uh, so what we'll see is like with Elisha, Elijah was taken up to heaven. Elisha you know, got the mantle and the double. But then Elisha passed away and he was buried in a cave. They take the young man, throw him in the cave, and when he hits, uh, Elisha's bones. Mm -hmm. Now, Elisha, the man, is gone. You yeah. know, the spirit man is gone. But there was so much <clears throat> tangible anointing, residual, left in his bones that the anointing that was in his bones brought the man yeah. back to life, yeah. resurrection life. You know, and think about this. Elijah didn't have Jesus. So there's something that happens when we lay hands on, and, uh, and you don't have to do it all the time, but what I seek to do is just constantly, Lord, what do you want to do right now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, what is it that you want to do? And uh, when, when we seek him, he'll show us those things because I know I've been in front of a crowd and I'll say, I'm not supposed to lay hands on anybody. Just raise your hands right where you're at. And, and that can be teaching them to receive on their own. You know, mm -hmm. How do you think I received? I learned yeah. how to receive on my own Without, without having to have somebody lay hands on me. You know, I don't have to drive up to Winston-Salem and have Pastor J.B. Whitfield 
lay hands on me every Sunday before yeah. I go preach. No, I've learned how to receive it on my own and be a carrier of it. And every Christian is supposed to be that way. Yeah. You know, I don't have to fly out to Texarkana and have Brother Tracy lay hands on me every single week just so I can stay afloat. Right. Oh, no, I'm a son of God. Yeah. I, you're a child of God. You're a child of God. You are children of God, and he won't, he's not withholding any good thing for those who walk uprightly. And, and so we've got to say, learn how to receive on our own. Now, that doesn't mean we said it earlier, and I think Hannah, Hannah put it, God speaks to us through people, and he, he blesses. Remember that these people were healed through the hands mm -hmm. of somebody else. Timothy was blessed with a gift through the hands of somebody else. So yeah. a, lot of, a lot of times people end up being in one of two ditches. I've got to only receive through the hands of somebody else or I've got to only re receive by myself. It's, it's, not, it's not one or the other. Yeah. It's both of them all the time. There's an ongoing. So a lot of times we will see people that will try to handle all their stuff alone and they're sitting in the middle of church and they won't reach out and then they just implode because they're handling it all on their own yeah. and they're, they're not supposed to. But then uh, if, if that person also would learn not just how to handle problems when they come up, but stay filled up walking in the joy of the Lord and the glory of God all the time, just walking, receiving all yeah. the time, you know, as they pray in the Holy Ghost, building themselves up on their most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. If they're in Jude... Right? If they'll pray and keep themselves like that, they won't have those problems. Yeah. The problems will come and they'll just fall off, you know? And uh, that's, that's what we're supposed to live by. So. Mm -hmm. But the hands is a tangible thing. And, yeah. and if we were doing some more, I could show you exactly what I'm talking about. But, but I've literally, you know, y'all have seen it happen. I'll be carrying and operating that anointing. I'll step in front of somebody and, you know, they'll fall back at times, you know, because that anointing will go through. Yeah. That anointing can cause demons to yell out, you know. Yeah. I can remember one time, um, one time I was in a meeting and there was a bunch of people that came up to be born again and it happened multiple times that week and I was, man, I was really walking with God close and that anointing, I knew it's flowing out of me. It's flowing out. It was funny because there was this little pocket of people around me. I'm, I'm sitting on the front row. There's a pocket of people around me, and they kept falling out right by me, yeah. right? And I knew what was going on. I just, you know, it's not something you bring attention to, but the anointing is tangible, you know, and it was having an effect yeah. on, on people. So There's a story. I, I wasn't even the minister in that meeting. I was just there. So There's a story I've heard. I don't remember which minister it was. I, I wish I did. The Lord will bring it back, but there's a story I heard where this minister would come, I think it was in America, and he was traveling by train, and just, he, he was in the train by himself. Like, he wasn't ministering to people, but when the train would drive through the city, like, yeah. there would be bars, like, people in bars or whatnot, and just hit the anointing on him as he traveled yeah. through the city in the train, bars would empty out. People, would, like, yeah. there's recorded stories of, they didn't even know he was there, and people would just start weeping under the yeah. conviction of the Spirit, because the anointing was on him, yeah. and where he went, he brought the anointing with him. There was, there was a lady minister that that happened to, uh, it was either Catherine Kuhlman or, but I think she inherited some of that, uh, but there was um, Marie, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of her name. Anyway, 
she would have that where she would travel through cities and there would be people that would be slain in the spirit or in a trance for like you know miles out yeah. from from that and mm-hmm. uh, that's carrying an anointing operating an anointing that the children of God can operate in so yeah. we we have been so far removed from what God calls normal yeah. and we've got to find hungry people to get back to that you know so amen that answer your question uh yeah i i so i wanted to ask like i know there have been many times where i've thought like okay i didn't have hands laid on me so i didn't receive as much as someone else that did but i know like in the bible the uh, the roman centurion he didn't in that situation his faith was at the place of you don't even have to he jesus doesn't even have to lay hands if you just speak the word only so would you say there's a is, is it that speaking the word is sometimes in some ways like a higher faith in some ways? Or is it just whichever in the moment needs to happen? Well, really, it's whichever one needs to happen. I don't know that I would classify it as a, as a higher faith. I mean, the word does say that, you know, blessed are those who don't see and believe. So in other words, you could say don't have to have that physical manifestation. But I know, yeah, Kevin, Amy Simple, McPherson. I wonder if that's But that, there's another lady, and I'm trying to remember. I have her. It's not her, and I think it was, oh, gracious. It's Marie, Marie something. It'll come. Um, Mariah Woodworth Edder is who it is. And um, so Stephen Hurlbert has a question. I'm, a, I'm concerned to ask. <laughs> um, but... So I don't know that I would say that it's higher in that way, but I guess you could consider it that way. But I know that when I see an anointing moving, like we saw last week at the conference, and, and I'm not getting called out to get hands laid on me, um, you know, I like that, but I don't have to wait on it. I'll yeah. just draw right there. I'm b- believing by faith. I believe that I have received, yeah. and I'm, I'm believing on it to receive it. So, you know, if... Somebody sitting next to me, and the Lord says, "Hey, you're going to be." Thank you, Steve. And um, it's, uh, I think, E T T E R. So, um, anyway, if you have um, somebody that's, you know, all right, you're going to be anointed. You're going to be able to take your city. You're going to be able to do that. And they're they're sitting anywhere close to me, or they're sitting on the other side of the room. Yeah. I'm going to be receiving in that same way. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going, I'm going to be receiving that because I yeah. need that anointing uh, for our city. Yeah. You know, so I don't wait. I'm like, Lord, yes, I receive that right now. <laughs> so anyway, so Stephen, ask your question. I can't wait. I've actually noticed with Brother Tracy, I, I try to, if the anointing allows for it, I try to pay attention to how ministers flow. And I've, what I've observed with him is a lot of times when the Holy Spirit's moving in a person, like when they're receiving and it's a big download, he'll a lot of times not lay hands on them and he'll just yeah. let the Lord, them and the Lord have their time. Yeah. Like there was a moment with me, I think it was actually at Pastor Jean's where I was receiving and he like skipped over me. Oh, and yeah. He went, yeah. he went to somebody else. Yeah. Not that I was at an apex, but the Lord had already started working yeah. with me in something. Well, a lot of times we think that as soon as we get laid, hands laid on us, that's the end of the prayer. Yeah. And so people go back to their seat and that's why you'll hear me say just keep receiving just keep standing there because you know in other words god's like downloading something into you and don't don't just walk away keep receiving right now you know uh don't don't just go away and and think uh, because a lot of times what will happen is we'll we'll cut it off yeah because okay they walked out so that must be it and and this goes back i've been meditating on this over the last couple weeks we mentioned it 
uh, a couple weeks ago, is that most people, what I've found, and I did this, and I've never had words to put to it until just the last couple weeks, is we would see the Spirit moving in somebody, mm -hmm. and we would try to follow them as they're following Christ mm -hmm. and follow their example. And so the issue is there would be something spiritual that's happening, mm -hmm. you know, on the, in the inner man, in the spiritual. Then you would have, you know, a, a physical manifestation, okay? And so then in order to be, in order to be uh, holy, we would repeat and we would imitate the physical manifestation. Yeah not the spiritual manifestation. So, yeah. for example, you know, if you watched uh, Lou Engel, who prays, and when he prays, he prays like this. And if you watched Lou Engel enough, you know, and you thought that is what made him spiritual, then you're going to start praying and doing like this. And I have moments where I'll do that. I'll have moments where I'll do this. I'll have moments where I just sit still, you know. I, I've, I just, whatever Lord wants me to do, I'm open and yielded to do. But... But the point is, that doesn't make me spiritual. You're not copying. I'm him. not that. If I do this, I'm not copying what he's doing in the spirit. Yeah. So when I do that, so I see there's something going on right now in worship that has been bugging me, and uh, because I see people and they'll be like this, like they're worshiping, like give me more, God, give me more, and they'll they're doing that, and then you start seeing that it's okay. Like if one person was doing that one time. But you've got a lot of untrained, spiritual, unspiritual, lack of trained people that will now say, oh, well, that must be spiritual because they saw it, they liked it mm -hmm. logically. Now they're trying to do this, you know, and you see that like spread throughout, yeah. you know, throughout worship circles and stuff like that. I saw somebody not too long ago and I was like, you've been watching this certain worship leader because that looked just like them. And, it, and you will receive an impartation, yeah. but you have to be mindful that it's not, that you're not just doing something physical, trying to imitate what was happening spiritually, right? And uh, so one of the things that you see is that a lot of times when people are trying to, what they're doing is they'll, they'll somebody will lay hands on them in prayer yeah. and they think that just the physical action is the end of the spiritual action. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily so. Right. That a lot of times is simply the beginning of that action. Uh, if, if, if it didn't start when they came up front for prayer, a lot of times it starts then in that decision they start receiving already. But they think that's the end of it because all they're doing is they're looking with physical eyes. They don't understand what's happening spiritually. No, that's the impartation. That's the authority that might be on a leader to crack open you know, what needed to be cracked open, to break what needed to be broken. They can do it in their authority, and now that person receives because of it. Yeah. So a lot of times... You know, people will wait, like, I, I'm not going to receive until hands are laid on me. Or they're, they're like, and I did this, trying to push and uh, trying to, you know, push and, like, stand up. I'm going to keep standing as long as I can stand. I remember doing that with Dr. Rodney. He was like, you're resisting. I didn't even know what he was talking about at the time. And I, I didn't realize I was resisting. But I'm sitting there. And, you know, I'm like trying, I'm going to get all I can get. Like, and then I'll hit the floor. And then I'll hit the floor, yeah. <laughs> like that was what I was, 
you know, I was waiting, the longer I sit here with his hand on my forehead, yeah. the more blessed I'll be. Yeah. No, it's by faith. It, it's, in other words, no, I just position myself to receive, and, and I'm believing that when he touches or when he speaks a word, it's done. Yeah. It's done. I've received everything I need, and it's continuously downpouring in me all the time, you know. So I don't have to sit there and fight it. I just yield. Lord, I yield to you. And so now a lot of times when I get prayer, I'm believing for a great outpouring so much so that I have a hard time getting up off the floor. Amen. Well, if I believe that, expectation is going to go, and then I'm yielding to what I'm, what I'm believing for, so I'll fall back. And many times I do. I'm like trying to get up off the floor like, good night. You know. So one of the things that we see is that People are constantly approaching spiritual things from a physical perspective. And that has to stop in order for you to grow. Yeah. You know, so it's not the hands laid on you. It's not how far of a distance it is. There is, there is you know, special things that happen in close proximity. There are, and that's why you want to be at a service. There are things that happen physically because the anointing is tangible. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't, it's not limited just to that, you know, which we see with the centurion and his daughter. You know? yeah. uh, we, we see it, that it, it's much stronger than just that. However, we don't want to have a lack of honor and a lack of esteem that says, well, I don't ever have to go to church. They can just pray for me from there. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's bad on another level, yeah. you know, so... Amen. I, don't, I don't think Stephen so much had a question. I think his question is he's wanting to set up time with you to, to continue confession time because he <laughs> says that he rocks like Lou Engle when trying to resist the voice telling him to go to Taco Bell, but it hasn't been very successful so far. You might want to try something else, I guess. <laughs> Stephen, if you call the church, I can set up a time with you to have an appointment with Pastor via the phone. And no, she just, can't. <laughs> She missed the spirit right there. Yeah, She's going to tell me I'm going to say no, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, don't take his call. <laughs> What's the next uh, question? Just said it's true. That's what he wants. <laughs> I, re I, I, I mean, I don't have any specific question. I can honestly talk about this for a long time. And it, it, I really like uh, learning how to receive because I've, I've often received so wrong. I've often received like, I'm yeah. gonna receive. <laughs> I watch like, people uh, do that all the time. Yes. Now. And, there, and like, uh, <laughs> like I don't remember what it was. There was something recently where I was, I was trying to yield, and I was trying so hard to yield <laughs> that I wasn't yielding. And like I had learned the concept, but I hadn't really truly understood it. And so it, it's very helpful, I, I think, for, for us to understand when we go up for prayer how, how to do that and everything. Because yeah. if not, I think people can kind of go up in the mirror and be like, what are they doing? Oh, Barrett yeah. does this when she goes up for prayer. So, so I'm going to do what Barrett I'm going to do what Barrett is logical. Doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a lot of times we don't realize how much we've done that. Sure. And we don't realize, and it comes down to we really don't understand the difference between the physical and the spiritual. Yeah. and what's happening by faith. and But I can give you from my experience, one of the things that's happened is when I uh, learn to yield, and I just say, Lord, I want to yield to you, and um, I want to submit to you, and I'm expecting, mm -hmm. I'm expecting, I'm expecting to receive, whether I feel it or not, this is a big thing, whether I feel it or not, 
I am expecting to be hit today mm -hmm. and to open up the power of your anointing so much in my life that it literally could knock me to the ground and I couldn't get up off the yeah. floor, you know, because mm -hmm. I want you to touch my life. And when Almighty God touches a mortal man, then there's a very good possibility the mortal man is going to short circuit in some way, yeah. you know. And that's why a lot of people, you know, their their mortal man is short circuiting, you know. He can't, but that means you can see God touch them. So, you know, why do people fall out? Why do they shake? <laughs> you know, why do they laugh? Because when you allow almighty God and all-powerful God mm -hmm. to come and be a part of us, you know, in our mortal flesh, something's going to give and yeah. it's not God's power. It's us. And so you see that, but I can many times I'm expecting him to touch me like that every time to receive from him like that every time. So I'll, I would just, I would fall back in expectation as long as we had, you know, catchers. And uh, even if we didn't have catchers, I, I could, you know, do that as well. And, um, and have, and when I started yielding more to the Lord, I would find, you know, like Brother Tracy would come by and he'd just be in front of me and go like that. And I'd literally feel it physically yeah. whew, like this. And, and what I realized was it, it goes right back to having our conscience seared is I had my conscience seared for only physical things. Mm -hmm. And, and I had my conscience and the spirit seared because I was watching physically but not watching what was happening spiritually yeah. and being ready to yield. And so, in other words, when the Holy Spirit actually wanted to blow me over, I was never feeling that because I had resisted you know, so much in other times. Mm -hmm. So I had basically said no to the reception of the Holy Ghost, I've been like, no, I'm doing it this physical way. Yeah. And I'd actually mm -hmm. seared my conscience to, to the flow of the Holy Ghost. So when I started yielding, those things started opening yeah. up to me. And I started experiencing quite a bit more and a lot more power and more flow of yeah. the Holy Ghost. So the yielding is so, mm -hmm. so important. Yeah. I, remember, I, I had many times where I honestly would be in a service and I would honestly, like the anointing would be so strong because we were receiving so much. And because I was so focused on the physical, I would, I would assess, am I receiving? Yeah. And I would base it off of the physical. And I got so off that I would yeah. get legitimately mad at everyone yeah. else that's receiving. I'm like, they aren't even living right and they're receiving right now and I'm re I'm receiving nothing going based off yeah. of physical and my heart was just like way off with it. <laughs> I'd get like, I would like leave a service like worse than when I stepped in because I would get myself so worked up and so upset and it was like, I was like way off and I knew, I'm like, man, I'm just way off. Like this is the whole thing I need to There's fix There's no this. way I should be walking away from the altar <laughs> no. thinking this. No. Yeah. And I was, I was, I, I was, that. I was like, I was very hungry for God, yeah. but I was, I was way, I was in the natural. I was wanting, like you're saying, I was wanting it this way. I was wanting it to yeah. manifest this way. God, you have to do it this way. I have to feel it yeah. in this way and everything. And uh, so I, I love always hearing you talk about this and learning yeah. about this. Amen. Do we have any more questions on the prayer or did we answer them That's all? it. Hey, Ben from Uganda. Good to see you, man. Love you. Um, well, and I remember one time, 
there was a lady at church, and she just got really upset that um, she didn't get a word. Like, mm -hmm. we had a special minister come in. She didn't get a word. Other people got words. I didn't get words. And um, I was like, man, like, is that all you got out of the yeah. week, you know? And, uh, and yeah. it was more of a pride thing, and it is, you know, in that. And I've done that, too. Uh, but it was one of those things where you, it's good to recognize that when you learn to be led by the Spirit, uh, my mom said earlier, God doesn't have grandchildren, he has children, and each one of us can seek them. And so one of the things that we realize is that as I walk with the Lord and I learn to walk with him better and better and better, I don't, he doesn't have to speak to me audibly all the time. You know, That's not the ultimate the ultimate is not hearing him audibly. The ultimate is being led every day in my spirit, man, by the inward witness. Yeah. That's the, the best because then I can flow with him everywhere he goes. I can, I can be right there with him because I'm getting that all the time. It's not a one-time voice. Go do this. You know, I'm always hearing where to go, what to do, you know, where to be. Yeah. And uh, that's a better thing than a lot of times when people have to have a word or have to be corrected. Uh, that's a correction. It's like you're not listening to me. I'm going to have to now have the pastor say something to you, mm -hmm. you know. Um, now, that's not every time. You also have prophetic words, of course, where you can impart that. You can, you know, confirm what God's speaking to him. So that's not always, but uh, people think that a word like that is the highest level. And a lot of times it's not. A lot of times it's because we haven't been listening, you know. The flesh um, loves it to be like, I'm more anointed than you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. it does, I mean, my flesh has thought that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I got a word, you mm -hmm. know. I like I like receiving words. Yeah. You know, I, I like that. But just because I get one doesn't mean that I'm spiritual, mm -mm. you know, or more spiritual. Or somebody else is more spiritual than me because they got one. Right. That doesn't mean that, you know. So, But, I I mean, I like, I like receiving. I like hearing what the Lord is saying and hearing that confirmation through other people. Yeah. Uh, but that's not my ultimate source. Right. My ultimate source is fellowship with him. Well, it's like you've told me before um, not to try and earn being special, you know, and, and it's it's a ditch that a lot of people have to watch for. I've had to watch for it a lot recently. Yeah. Like you and I have had this conversation over the last six months. And it, just as a check this, because our flesh loves those moments because it, do, it does feel special when yeah. the Lord like has something like that. It's public. Other people see it. And it's like, God, talk to me this way. Yeah. That's so awesome. And then we place our hope in the pastor or in the minister yeah. instead yeah. of in the Lord. And yeah. I've done that, like, particularly when I first started learning about the move of the Holy Spirit, how he flowed, I, it was with um, Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. I've, I've known him for years now and used to, like, every single meeting, like, I, I knew yeah. I'm going to get a word tonight. Like, and I knew it, not because he told me, but just faith yeah. was there. And so immaturely, I'd walk in going, these are the meetings that I will hear the directives from my life for. And that's just what I thought. Yeah, and that's, then that's messed up. It was. Yeah. And, and, and the reason I say it is not because you don't know that now, but, but yeah. I want you to know it that are watching because if you go in like that, you're, you're, 
you are setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, and what happened was, I don't remember how many years, it was like year one or two of me being here at Boomerang, and he, had, he was at another church, and so I went to the other church, and I went all week long, and there was not a word for Barrett all week long. And there were some different shifts in things that had happened in my life. Like, it was probably the biggest growth opportunity my life had. Like, a whole bunch of explosions of crud buckets. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't a good time for me. So I went into these meetings thinking, I'm going to get a word from God, and this is the time. Like, God's going to speak to me. And God did not <laughs> in that way. And it messed me up. Like, it tried to that week. And I reached out to y'all because I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I suck, and I feel like I suck right now, and I've just been messing up all all year, basically, and these are supposed to be the meetings where I get refreshed, and God said nothing to me. Oh, he said plenty. He said plenty, but at the time, <laughs> I didn't know yeah. that, and it yeah. was so heartbreaking yeah. for me that, but, but what was yeah. awesome is the Lord showed me I was placing my faith in a man yeah. instead of in who I am in him, who Jesus made me to be. Yeah. I wasn't placing Your faith in Jesus. Your identity was wrapped up in the words that you received yeah. instead of in Jesus. Yes. And you know, the problem with that is you, know, you, you coming out of that, and I've done the exact same thing, uh, you coming out of that is, um, and, and I want to share one more thing with you before we go that I think is really important. I've kind of been meditating on recently, but you coming out of that and thinking, I didn't receive, he didn't speak yeah. to me. There was a whole week of meetings mm -hmm. of preaching on this word. That I missed. That you missed, that he spoke to you. Yep. The whole week. Whole week. And you missed all of it because you wanted to get it special mm -hmm. in that way. And uh, golly, as I've, I've, I've done it. You know, I've done it too, and that's how I know not to do it. But, And that's why it can mess you up when you go yeah. in is because, first of all, that's not your identity, mm -hmm. and he was saying a lot more than yeah. just that. And truthfully, had you not been looking for just a special word but heard the word, I mean, this is special enough. Yeah. This is special. Yeah. When we hear preaching, that is special. Yeah. And so it's funny because a lot of times over the years, I'll be sitting there, and uh, I'll preach a message, and then you know, say, let's use that as an example. And somebody you know comes up, and I don't have a word for him. And the only thing they heard the whole day was he didn't have a word for me, you know. And but here's the thing: what I just preached on it's was the was the exact answer that they needed, yeah. and it showed them not to put their trust in just a word, yeah. but. But find that in relationship yeah. and with, with the Lord. And uh, so when, it, it, in other words, they completely ignored what they really needed to hear yeah. and didn't get what they needed because of that. And I can't tell you how many times that's happened over the years. And I've done it. I've done it. Here's what I've found. God never leads, leaves anybody in yeah. a position that he didn't give, an, give them an answer ahead of time. He is so merciful and so graceful. I've watched it through the years so many times. Somebody's going through something, and if they'll backtrack, like if they're at church, they're going through something, look at the month of sermons ahead of time or the week before. It'll be exactly how they should have responded, yep. exactly what they should have listened to. Yep. I mean, I, I watch it all the time happen, all the time. God will give you exactly. See, if we'll pay attention to the words that God is putting us in when it's being preached to us and what he's having us reading the word daily and meditating on, 
If we'll pay attention to those and then we'll do it, yeah. we'll be just set up to have victory next week, you know, tomorrow, today, this afternoon. We'll have victory set up. But many times it's we get to that area and we're in the flesh and we're in our feelings and emotions and we throw away everything that's just been spoken the last month. And it's like God gave you what you need. Mm-hmm. You just have to look at that and do that. And, you know, I've, I've done it. Everybody, everybody I know has done that. And, um, but I started laughing because all I pictured was during that service, like he hadn't prayed for me yet. So I, he didn't pray for me at all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) we like, he started singing and I, like, I got this flash of myself worshiping, but peeking out through my closed eyes. Is he watching me? I'm in the anointing right now. And I started laughing because I'm like, how stupid is the flesh? Like, the wanting the spectacular is he coming for me right now right yeah. but but it's show, it's pride but it's it's thinking god yeah. only moves in the massive spectacular instead yeah. of all the time in intimacy i'm sorry i've been laughing for the last no, two minutes no, so i wanted people to it, know why it's why <laughs> one of the things you know like when i went to uh, pastor rodney's the first time i sat there all week i wanted a word i wanted him to lay hands on me i wanted that impartation and um, so then he, at the end of the week, he did call me out mm-hmm. and he prayed for me. And uh, it was a blessing. I was touched and it was awesome. And then there was several years I wasn't there and then I went back in 2017, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in that meeting, like he came, he prayed for me, he interacted with me and everything. And uh, that happened two or three of the meetings and then nothing, like nothing like I don't don't even remember the last time he he called me out and prayed for me and um, I don't even remember it but I can tell you this I received more by not being prayed for than I used to get by being prayed for you know uh, because I'm sitting there receiving it but a lot of times this is what I was um, this is what I was going to tell you is that many times we found our identity in, in what you know what happens to us and so for example when when i go to those meetings they have a lunch and it's a very nice lunch uh very nice very um i mean five star top class i mean it's awesome and uh um charnay Silliers, i believe it is Mm -hmm. and um she is the greatest cook and they have this and they only invite a certain number of people and generally, at least once during the week, I'll get to be invited to lunch and everything. But there's a lot of people there. There's a lot of people doing great yeah. things for the Lord. And uh, I'm just honored to be there. And I was telling a guy last week, I said, I, we would be honored to be there, be here if we had to sit in the back on the floor. I mean, there's an anointing yeah. here. This man has a call, got a call of God on his life, and it's just an honor to be here. And um, so, but I can remember, like, Am I going to get called back for lunch this time? Sure. Yeah, I really want to be. And I want to be every time because, one, it's really good food. Two, I want to be yeah. around uh, Pastor Rodney. I want, to, I want to be around him as much as possible, period. Because with a, a man has that great of a call, I'm hungry to be around him. Yeah. You know, and, and, um, and the issue is, here, here's one of the issues. You have a lot of people that have a great call in their life, but people don't pay attention to it until they get to like that level, mm-hmm. right? Then people will crowd around and everybody wants his attention and everything. 
And many times it's kind of like what with Jesus, but Jesus was the Son of God, the anointed man of God, anointed Son of God, the Messiah, and Nazareth didn't see it. Yeah. So many times people have a gift around them that they're just not esteeming. If they would esteem that gift, uh, their life would take off. Amen. You know, their pastor, you know, different, when like, like when Brother Tracy comes here, you know, that, you should want to be around that level of anointing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I understand not every pastor is walking in the anointing, but some of that anointing is, you know, you don't, I, I would say this, most people don't know how much anointing their pastor's walking in yeah. because they've never sought to look for it. Um, I can tell you that when I go other places where people aren't familiar with me, there's an anointing that manifests that mm-hmm. could manifest here. Yeah. Could. Yeah. But it doesn't because of hunger and mm-hmm. or a lack thereof. Yeah. And um, so there's, in other words, what we need to see is is say that, all right, I'm going to esteem and I'm going to honor. This is a gift from God, yeah. and I know that I'm called here. I know that. And as you esteem that, you know, those things will come out. Let me give you an example of this. This past week, I actually, I don't know if Stephen's still on or not. They're on vacation. But um, this past week, there was a uh, pastor, and they had started a church after we had. We've been going longer. And uh, he was talking about hearing the voice of the Lord. And in that, um, Stephen told him, he said, You're, you want to talk about being led by God, you need to talk to Pastor Brian. Like he's, he, he could help you with that. And uh, so this, this guy comes to me, with, and I just love him. I loved his heart. He was, so, it was hungry and humble and everything. He came up and he asked me a question. He was like, I need to know more about this. Yeah. And, and I was like, I went, Okay. And that was it. I was like, I said, okay. I said, I'll, I said, have you listened to this? And I gave him some of the lunch plus because uh, we had had, we had had that, uh, talked about that recently and um, gave him some of the playlist. And it was, we can maybe put them on the screen, but we talked about the how to get out of our head playlist, how to think bigger, and how to be led. Yeah. Those three playlists. And I said, you'll really enjoy those. But at the moment, I had nothing to give them. I had nothing to give them. Nothing was in my spirit. Nothing was in my head. Like, I, you know, how much have we talked about those subjects? Sure. And then I can talk, obviously, for hours on those subjects. And I had nothing to tell them, like nothing. I didn't even know where to start. And uh, But because he esteemed me, all of a sudden, when you draw on the gift that God has planted, that anointing starts to flow. And so about 30 minutes later, we were in worship, and all of a sudden, right in the middle of worship, the Lord starts just flooding me with information to give him. And I texted him back a little bit later. I said, hey, the Lord just gave me this to give you. And when I went and took it to him, he, he like started, he got so excited. The anointing came of God came all over him. We were just talking about how to, you know, think right, you mm-hmm. know. But the anointing hit him and he carried it the rest of the week because of, the issue is, in other words, that anointing was there, but he put a demand on it. Yeah. He put expectation on it. He, he went and he esteemed and he asked questions because he did that. It kicked up that anointing yeah. and, and brought it out. 
And a lot of times, that's one of the great things about the, this format is, as y'all are asking questions, as y'all are asking questions, it'll draw that anointing and answers yeah. from heaven out. And um, so as people esteem, as they esteem, uh, as, as they do that. And so one of the things, that, that wasn't what I was going to say, but it's important point is, you know, like Pastor Rodney, I mean, he's got an international ministry, one of the most gifted men of God that I know on the planet. And people want to be around him just because of his status. Right. Not, not everyone because of his anointing. Right. They want to be around the fame. They want to be around the big, mm-hmm. you know, they want to be known by him. Yeah. I want to be around him because of the anointing. Like, I want to be around him because of his gifting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's, what, that's, that's what's important is that impartation of that anointing. And so, but I found myself, like, in those lunches, if I didn't, if I didn't go, then I was like, oh, man, and do I suck or what? Am I, you know, like, I'm just not, you know. And I found myself having to deal with that same thing. And, and I had to realize it doesn't matter if I get, invited or not i'm still you important to god i'm still gifted by god i'm still anointed by god and uh and there can be reasons for it there can be and i've had many meetings that actually took place because i wasn't there and so why i'm talking about this is a lot of times if things don't happen the way that we played it out in our mind we throw our hands up and give up and we and we basically like you know i'm not worth anything and this and, and we need to stop doing that. Yeah. We need to stop doing that and, and understand that whether things happen and roll out the way that we think or not, it, it doesn't change our identity in Christ. It doesn't change our gifting and our calling. Yeah. It may be that God has something else lined up that we really need or we need to give to somebody else. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if um, you know, Let's say, let's just use a practical example. And uh, I appreciate everybody that's hung on. I know yeah. we're over time, but we've had people hanging on. Um, we, uh, let's just use a practical example, you know. Uh, well, pastor didn't call me up on the Q&A today, so, you know, I'm just, you know, Barrett must be more special, you know, or, or Buddy must be more special, or Marky must be more That's got nothing to do with it got nothing to do with it. It's got to do with what does the Lord want to draw yeah. out, you know, today. So, like, even on this series, you've been on almost every one of them. Why? Because the Lord told me to have you on, on each one. Yesterday, I wanted to have you on, and I wanted to have Buddy on, and I literally typed it back and forth both times. Like, I didn't know, because three's too many, but... I wanted to type it, and I was—I typed out Barrett, and I typed out Buddy, and I typed out Barrett. But as I, the more I prayed about it, the Lord said to have Buddy on, yeah. and I don't know what He brought to it, but God knew that that's important. So, one of the things that is so very important for us is to not get bound up yeah. by what happens or doesn't happen. Don't let that uh, change our joy, yeah. change our expectation. You know. Um, many times, many times, I went to the place where it looks like nothing is happening, and that's where the connection was made. Yeah. You know, to some of the greatest connections that I have. Yeah. And um, you know, I went, and y'all know the story, but I went up. It it wasn't a small meeting, 
there was not a lot of people there, but in the kingdom, it was a big meeting. I went yeah. up uh, to just esteem Pastor JB. At that meeting, uh, I meet uh, Rhonda Moore. She says, you need to meet my husband. At that, I, I'm, He calls me to meet. You know, he calls me. I got to get up early to go meet him. I've been running really hard. I didn't feel like it in the flesh. I did want to meet him, but I didn't feel like it in the flesh. I go sure. and meet him. And uh, one of my best friends in the ministry, you know, uh, Dr. Richard Moore, one of my best friends in the ministry. Well, then he introduces me personally to Pastor Rodney. And it all stems from that meeting, which actually stemmed back to going to KCM and, and when when I went to uh, Brother Copeland's ministries, yeah. that was a word for me to go there. That connection led to Pastor JB. Pastor JB led to uh, Rhonda Moore. Rhonda Moore led to Richard. Richard yeah. led to Dr. Rodney. And uh, Dr. Rodney is is introduced like like now even like Dr. Andre, uh, you know uh, Raybert who has Faith TV. Just a, a blessed man of God and a connection. I know God's going to do some stuff with. And um, so all of the you know, all of those track back to, and think about the meeting with KCM. That first year that I went to KCM and went to the Believers Conference, we had no money. Like, it took everything I had to eat that week. It was our first year of ministry. We went down there, and I stayed in a hotel that cost me $200 a week. It was not a great hotel. And um, it was like, Man, what am I doing here? It was too, that's all we had. But I, I knew the Lord told, told me to go, and I was going to make it happen. Yeah. And that was all we had. We barely had money to eat and to get back. And, uh, you know, it just, <laughs> it, it's such a, uh, when we'll learn to esteem where God has us, and don't shoot myself or blow myself up because something doesn't roll out or happen yeah. like I want to. Learn to be okay if you don't get invited back for dinner, you know. Yeah. Um, like when we have special meetings, we'll have, we'll have food back here. And I know that some people don't understand what's happening in those meetings. Generally, it is to honor the guest ministers and honor the guest of the minister. Right. And, and there's only so much room. There's only so much food. Uh, but, here, you know, a lot of times people that hang around, if there's room, they get invited in because of that. But in those meetings, these ministers need to connect. First of all, they need to be honored. Mm -hmm. they, they need to be honored. But also, they need to be able to connect without having to pour out yeah. all the time. So if we had everybody in there, everybody be pulling them, they can't rest and relax. So we can't do that. We've, yeah. got, to, we've got to have a certain amount at this point. I'd love to feed everybody, but there's not room to do that at this point. And that's also not the purpose of it. No, it's not the purpose. But the purpose is to honor those ministers because here, here's why, and this is what the Lord said to me, is that many ministers do not get honored the way that they should. Even Jesus didn't get honored yeah. the way that he should. And so many ministers are not honored, and there's no way. Here's, here's how the Lord told us, basically is there's no way they're going to come in this house yeah. and not be honored. Yeah. We are going to honor them to the utmost. Because if nobody else does, we'll, we'll do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to make sure. And we've done that multiple times. There's, you know, I, I was just told, I was talking to uh, Pastor Ray down there, and he said when, when they um, came to do the building dedication with Pastor Rodney, he said, uh, he said they, 
we were the first church to ever give to the Ministry of Helps. Mm -hmm. I could, all the places they've gone, we were the first one that he ever knew of that gave to the Ministry of Health. Yeah. Why? Because we're going to honor you. And, and we're not just going to honor you because you're the main speaker. We're yeah. going to honor you because you're here, because you're serving. We honor that here. Yeah. And um, so uh, he said, now he's had a couple more do it since then, but we were the first one. And just, it breaks my heart. I'm glad that we did, yeah. but it breaks my heart that nobody else yeah. sees that as important. We're going to make sure that we do what the Word says in honor, and so that's why we have the meal. So my point in saying that is this. If you didn't get invited, it's not because we don't want everybody back there, but it's just because we can't. But some people that just hung around were invited back, you know, and there was room, but we can't do that for everybody, yeah. and we can't do it every single night. And, and so many times I've been in that position personally and I didn't get invited to go and be a part of the special group or whatever. And it's not, it, it's not necessarily like the special group. It's just who God has told us to honor. Yeah. And, uh, and I've let that derail me some. And we shouldn't let that derail us at all. We shouldn't let, did I, he have a word for me? You know, did, I, did he you know, actually lay hands and pray for me or not? We shouldn't let any of that derail us because... We are God's children, yeah. and that doesn't derail our calling and our purpose. And God sees us. Yeah. He knows where we're at. He knows our location, and he will find a way. If we'll honor God with our thoughts and resist the devil, he finds a way to get that blessing to yep. us. So, amen. amen. Well, we've gone quite farther than we should have. But I hope you enjoyed it. Amen. Did you receive something out of it? Put some hands up in the comments. We love you. Uh, like, share, subscribe uh, uh, to the broadcast. And if you would like to sow today, we talked about a lot. I think we wrapped up the Q&A for prayer for now. And, um, Mark, you'll have more. I'm yeah. sure I'll have more. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And uh, I, I love people that ask questions. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, you can go to giveww.org. You can give by Facebook. Uh, all the stuff is there on the screen. Cash app. Uh, you can go uh, PayPal, Venmo. You can give cryptocurrency, which is amazing. I want somebody to do that. And uh, they tried to do it with the old one we have, but it didn't. They their system messed up on us. So, anyway, but uh, if you would like to give and if you would like to sow, you are welcome to do that. And we're just going to pray over anything that you would give. And so, Lord, right now we thank you. Thank you for people that are partnering with us. Lord, let the grace and the increase that's on this ministry come on them. Yeah, let it be supernatural, pressed down, shaken together, running over quickly in Jesus' name. Father, we praise you and we worship you. Amen. 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 Glory to God. So I was getting ready to say next week I might do something, but I'm going to hold off on that because I don't know. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Johnny said, what clock? Amen. That blesses me. Love Johnny. Yeah. Kevin said, paid no attention to the clock when I said that earlier. So we love y'all so very much and uh, have a great, great day. Thank you for being on with us. Uh, watch some more of these videos on uh, question and answer about prayer. Have y'all gotten some out of it? Absolutely. Yes, yeah. Sir. Had some questions answered. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Amen. And you will too. Share it with somebody uh, that you think would get blessed by it. We love you. Here's Buddy to wrap it up. Have a great day.
As Pastor said, make sure you share this word, get the word out, and uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have an announcement for you. We want to let you guys know that not this weekend, but next weekend, correct, is Holy Spirit Weekend. Okay, I just wanted to confirm. Next weekend is Holy Ghost Weekend. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be kicking it off next Friday uh, with prayer night. Uh, man, I'm telling you, if you weren't at last prayer night, it was it was powerful. It was just an awesome time, just of intimacy with the Father. Uh, so we want to strongly encourage you to be there for prayer night. Next Saturday, we will have Soul Winning uh, Saturday, where we'll train and equip people to win souls, and we'll see people enter into the kingdom of God. And that will be followed by Holy Spirit Sunday, where we have our service at 10 a.m. and our special Holy Spirit service at 4 p.m. So we don't want you to miss out. That is not this weekend, but next weekend. So make sure you mark your calendars. Set some time. Set some time to make sure that you are there. But we'll... But, but we love you guys. We will see you tomorrow at 11.30 for Lunch Plus. Love you guys.